This episode of The Latest is brought to you by The Latest. Over the holidays, remember the reason for the season and spread the good news. The Latest is also available on Spotify. Enjoy the show. It's Sunday, December 15. I'm Greg Ott. This is the latest. Well, the results are in. British Prime Minister Boris Johnson has secured another term in office. Last night's victory was also a rebuke of the Labour Party and their left-leaning social agenda. People are wondering if this is a cautionary tale for Democrats in the U.S. to not lean too far left. Those voices are discussing the right honorable Alexander Boris de Feffel Johnson, the salt of the earth British prime minister with five names and an honorific. His landslide victory in Thursday's general election has delivered a newfound majority to conservatives, the right of center political party that people keep RSVPing to, despite the fact they make you bring your own Coors Light. Johnson's campaign centered around the catchphrase, get Brexit done combining the populist fervor behind Make America Great Again with the raw grassroots activism of Larry the Cable Guy. The message was simple, pushing those tired of Brexit's will-they-won't-they romance to vote for Tim to finally move on from Dawn, or, in American English, for Jim to finally move on from Pam. The result was a massive defeat for the Labour Party and its leader, Jeremy Corbyn, who supported efforts of the Remain campaign but was asked himself to leave. Johnson's surprise victory has drawn parallels to the 2020 election in the United States, but it's not exactly a one-to-one comparison. As is our custom, it's more of a one-kilometer to .62 miles kind of thing. Britain kind of resembles the United States, in the sense that they bake their sausages in a pastry while we fry ours on a stick, or we wear cargo shorts to a funeral while they sport a 12-piece tuxedo. And both countries exhibit a massive urban-rural divide, where massive city populations look forward to cramming into a subway car with a hundred of their closest friends, and the sparsely populated cities and towns in between look forward to the Olive Garden extending its hours to 10 p.m., 11 on the weekends. But in this specific election, the parallel was too hard to ignore. A left-leaning opposition candidate who supported popular but expensive reforms and had trouble keeping their glasses straight in their face lost to a divisive, impulsive, often bewildering incumbent with an avant-garde hairstyle that even John Travolta would reject as a toupee. As the Democratic primary continues to unfold with no clear nominee in sight, unless Lincoln Chafee throws his hat in the ring and locks this whole thing up overnight, candidates continue trying to outwoke each other. Mayor Pete is now apparently to the right of Mitt Romney because he worked at a company once. Elizabeth Warren's healthcare plan isn't good enough unless it gets everyone to go to the doctor for free immediately tomorrow at noon. Even Marianne Williamson's problematic wizard needs to be canceled for something he saw himself do in the future. I'm not saying these debates are not important, but Democrats are shredding themselves to pieces over verified Twitter purity tests. And I worry that they're missing the forest for the trees. And not just because they all burned down in a wildfire. Universal healthcare, strong unions, higher taxes on millionaires, these are all things I strongly support. But something I, and many other people support, above all else, is sending Mr. Trump back to his five-flush toilet at the corner of 56th and 5th, where he can go back to his old life, haranguing his staff over the Chick-fil-A sauce they brought him that's Polynesian. Get Brexit done, build the wall, these are simple, stupid slogans that fit on a hat. Medicare for all who want it wouldn't even fit on a belt. And in an election that, to me, is very simple, and in a country that, to me, is very stupid, we should borrow another slogan, keep it simple, stupid, and nominate one person to execute exactly one thing. Get anyone else. 
And now it's time for the OJ Simpson Twitter update. Hey, Twitter world. Hey, Twitter world. Hey, Twitter world. This is me, yours truly. My guest today is Ryan Lewandowski. He's a personal trainer based out of Metro Detroit. Ryan, thanks for joining me. Hey, Greg. Thanks for having me. On Tuesday, OJ gave us a glimpse into his exercise regimen. Hey, Twitter world. Yours truly doing my morning workout. Ryan, what do you think about what OJ had to say? Uh, I think it's great. Morning workouts are awesome. They rev up your metabolism for the rest of the day. So that first meal you eat ends up being used as energy as opposed to being stored as fat. Great. Mm Mm-hmm. And what do you think about OJ? Oh, he's a murderer. That's this week's OJ Simpson Twitter update. Ryan, thanks for joining me. Thanks, Greg. And that's the latest, written, recorded, produced by Greg Ott. If you like the show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, other weird apps. At underscore Greg Ott on Twitter. I never tweet, but I love the follows. See you soon, and by see you soon, I mean hear you soon. And by hear you soon, I mean see you soon. And by see you soon, I mean you... No. Uh, I mean you'll soon be hearing... Uh, no.